This week on the Vacation Rental Micro School podcast is all about the heart of hosting, your why, and is property management for everybody? If the answer is yes to that question and you discover that you love hospitality, you love taking care of people, then guess what? Breezeway is the number one solution you need to power that heart. This is the lifeline and blood of your business. If you don't know what Breezeway is and you don't know much about operations, then Breezeway is the number one solution to take care of you and your team in the back-end operation work of turnovers and cleaning and maintenance tasks. No longer do you need to manage any of these tasks by Excel or any other old dinosaur way of doing business. This is the solution that is mobile-friendly and can be done in a couple clicks of a button. So, you have the heart for hosting? Well, Breezeway has the lifeline to make it all possible. Now, let's jump into the Vacation Rental Micro School. Welcome back. Day four, Vacation Rental Micro School listeners, Natalie and I are going into how do I even get started? Do I need to get started right away? I guess my question to Natalie would be, if you were to start over, would you do anything different? So there's a couple things that we can hit, but I'll let Natalie take it from here. For me, the one thing I always would, I always hear from people once they start hosting is that they wish they had started sooner. I will not be beat myself up over that because I just, I didn't even know what I was entering into. I started when I started, that's the path. But the big regret that I have is I wish I had started treating it like a business sooner. In the early days, I was so protective over every little piece and wanted to micromanage it so much that I didn't hire a cleaner for four months. I lived two hours away from the property we were hosting and I was driving up every few days to do the cleanings because I don't know. I'm so stupid. I just had this insane fear that a cleaner couldn't do it the way I could. Joke's on me because they're actually trained to do it and I had no idea what I was doing. But that is my biggest regret is not treating it like a business. I also use just a standard key and lockbox in the early days. And it took one time, I guess, losing the key and me not having a backup plan and having to drive up there to bring a spare key that I realized, oh, it's time to get a digital lock and put a smart lock in. But because I just started with my parents' second vacation home, I still was in the mindset that it was a family place and I wasn't running it like a business, like I said. So that's my biggest regret is I wish I had been treating it that way sooner and started using tools like pricing algorithms and taking advantage of automating some guest messages and making it easier. And one thing I want to say here, too, is that big fear that I had was if I start automating certain things, it's going to take away from the personal experience that I'm giving guests and make me a worse host. I have found that the complete opposite is true. It is so hard to remember to send, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a ski resort town and I have an automated message now that tells people when they book what snow chains to buy and where to look for the chain requirements. That is something very easy to automate that makes me a better host. Otherwise, I would be having to remember to do that every time, and I would definitely forget sometimes or send it too late. So for those hosts who are really, really wanting to be hands-on in the business, don't be afraid that technology is going to make you less authentic or anything. It actually does make you a much better host. Yes, I was going to say that messaging automation, you can personalize it, and the tech around it has evolved enough to where some guests can't tell. Some guests can, obviously, the repeat guests. 
they'll see the same message, but it's still good to know. It's a good reminder. Even if they stayed with you once, they may have forgotten. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Why not lower that chance of happening? Totally. But yeah, my, my big takeaway here is just treat it like a business. Get those professional photos. Invest in a better design. If you're hosting a personal space like I was and just converting it to guests, get your grandmas and moms knickknacks and personal photos off the fireplace mantle. Treat it, treat it like a hospitality business and make a nice, clean, streamlined experience for every guest. Yeah, when I got into hosting or vacation rental management, my parents, it was the same way as you, which I feel like you and I connected so well on. It was like, all right, we got our parents' properties doing this. But coming from the hotel world, I told them, take out any personal belongings. You want to make this as much of a hotel-like experience that you can without keeping like a copy and paste, like crappy design. So have good design, have the smart lock, have a check-in time, be 3 or 4 p.m., check-out time, be 11 or noon. You treat as a hotel would, and you'll end up having a good consistency. But yeah, great comments. I'm excited for what you got next. Yeah. So next up, let's talk about, I know that there's so much to know about this industry and you guys, this whole show is 20 episodes and there's so many other podcasts with hundreds of episodes. But if there's a top five things that we could give listeners today on how to get started and and what to know about the industry, here's a few things I want to leave people with. First off, your first deal is in my opinion, much more attainable than you think. If you are trying to do co-hosting, you probably already know somebody who has a property that they are looking for a manager for. If you post something on Facebook and just says, hey guys, I am interested in getting in this, email blast or text blast your friends, I would be so confident that there is someone in that group whose parents or uncle or brother or sister-in-law has a property. And if you can come in there and show them the potential comp it for them. And, you know, yesterday we covered those acronyms. If you could come in and show them, here's the ADR I think you'll get. Here's the expected occupancy. Here's the channel manager and the PMS I'm going to use to help you run it. You will blow a property owner away. And if you can show them a design concept. So don't overthink getting into the first deal. You don't have to get all these creative loans and financing that you're seeing online. You probably know someone already. If you do want to go the ownership route, Talk to a lender. Don't be scared about this. You're not going to know what you can afford if you don't go get pre-qualified for something. So just sit down and have a meeting. And even if they tell you can't afford anything right now, you'll know what you need and how much you know you need to start earning now. You could start co-hosting with a goal of what revenue you need to bring in to get into ownership. So you have to put yourself out there, but your first deal is a lot closer than you think it is. Next up, the first property that you run is not going to be perfect, and that is okay. We've already talked about this the last few days, but you will learn so much just from hosting. We can try to tell you as much as there is to know about the industry in this podcast, but those things we talked about, that sixth sense of knowing how to read a guest or figuring out which tasks you like doing and what you want to outsource, you're only going to learn that by doing it, and that is totally okay. Another really good piece of advice here, don't cut corners during your renovation and set up. I see a lot of hosts will immediately run into just wanting to throw on cute decorative pillows or something like that because they've been watching HGTV and scrolling Pinterest and that's why they wanted to host. You have to make sure like simple things, but the boring stuff, is your insulation good? Is your plumbing working? How's your water pressure? 
think of those things because the guest is going to experience every square inch of the property. So even those foundational things that aren't as fun, you got to make sure that they're up and running. Safety is a big one. I know, Will, you're going to talk to Justin and he's really big on safety. The last thing you want is a guest getting in there and slipping and falling somewhere. And who knows, you might have a lawsuit on your hands if there's some blatant area that you didn't take the time, a loose step on the stairs or too big of gaps between your deck balusters. So make sure that you run through that. And I know Justin's going to spend a lot of time covering that. So don't cut corners on that setup process. Really make sure that you do set up the first one, because from what I've seen, that first property you run is going to set the tone for your entire hosting business. In my opinion, the first deal is the hardest one to get. It's crazy, but once you start hosting one property, if you're doing it well, you will be approached by people to start managing theirs constantly. I have to turn down people all the time now, which is a good problem to have. But I think people get really scared that, oh my gosh, it's I had to do all this work to get the first one ready. And then from there, I can't keep repeating this. This isn't scalable. It gets so much easier and you get a lot more opportunities. So don't skimp out on that first setup. I know it's tough while you're doing it, but it's going to set the tone for the entire business. And if you learn everything there and you have checklists in place, take notes of everything you set up, all the items that you put in stock in the unit so that when you do get approached for another opportunity, you can just copy and paste it. Yeah, I was going to say another one I know you and I wanted to mention earlier was not every property actually should be a vacation rental. So yeah. don't cut corners. Don't, you know, yeah. you know as you're saying goes, I've heard you say it a couple of times on your podcast, buy nice, not twice, just because it's a good opportunity. Maybe there's some good comps doesn't mean that it's actually supposed to be vacation. Rental. For just sure. For sure. Yeah. Not every property is meant to be a short-term rental. That could be because of regulation in the area just doesn't allow for it. Or there's just markets where people are not coming on a short-term basis. If you are really close to a hospital, Maybe a midterm rental option where you can house a travel nurse is better. If there's not tourists coming for three-day stays, it's not the ideal short-term rental. There's also just certain aspects to a property that might not make it a good STR. I just ran through some things of having good water pressure and good insulation and good HVAC. Those are all things, if they are not comfortable, your guests will notice and they will complain about it. You will hear about it. It will be reflected in the reviews. So if there are foundational issues like this that are too expensive to repair, that's probably not a good short-term rental. If you want to take it on as a flip or something and invest to improve all that, then that's a different conversation. But if you're trying to just get something quick and running, a co-host opportunity or an arbitrage or really low budget investing in your first property ever and you don't have a huge budget to renovate it, you got to keep these things in mind. Don't waive your inspection. I know that that's been a big topic. In the last year when properties were going so fast, a lot of hosts I've talked to who waived inspections are regretting it now. Make sure that you that that first property you set up is going to be an easy one. It's your first one. You're still learning. So don't give yourself extra curveballs, you know, that, that could be avoided just by picking the right property in the right market. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I think we've covered. Are there any other questions for today? This seems like a shorter one, but I think we covered... Just basically how to get started, in my opinion, really is a matter of putting yourself out there and get your numbers in order. Figure out what you can afford, what your design and reno budget is. That's non-existent. Co-hosting is your route in. If you want a little more control than that, then maybe arbitrage. But 
how how you get started is just you got to sit down and you got to put a plan in place. What are your numbers and who do you know that can help you get there? 100%. And I think, did you already mention this? Staying in your own place or having a friend stay in your own place? Oh, yes. This yeah. is a big one. Before you launch your listing, stay in your place. For a lot of hosts that are fixing up their property, you'll already do this because you'll probably live in it while you're doing some renos. I've been in that boat. But I see like with an arbitrage unit, it's really common that someone signs an arbitrage lease. They just bring in all the furniture, set it up in a week, and then they turn around and list it without ever having spent a night there. You have to stay the night. You have no idea what you could find. Maybe when you're sleeping one night, you realize that you need blackout curtains in the bedroom because there's just constant headlights coming in. Maybe you decide you want to provide earplugs for your guests because there's a lot of highway traffic driving by the window. You have to stay the night. You have to feel like, how long does it take to turn the hot water on and how long does it take the water to heat up? Do you need a bigger capacity water tank if that's taking too long? So these are things that you'll only experience by staying in the property. And bonus points if you also get a friend to come rent it and do a test run for you because maybe there were things during the setup that you've gotten used to and a friend can come in and be like, whoa, the nightstand is way too low from the bed mattress. I couldn't even reach it in the middle of the night. And that's something that maybe another perspective is only going to be able to tell you. Yeah, totally agree. And if you want the harsh love, let your family stay there. Yep. They won't hold back. I was going to say I've had, yeah, <laughs> a couple of those moments. So let compliment your family stay with which. Tell them to tell you something they like, then the negative yep. feedback, and then another compliment. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, it's a great way to wrap up day four. I'm so excited for tomorrow because going into as you grow. Now, this is like setting the foundation. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this model? All these questions that we've been asking, but... Now, how do you set yourself up for success as you maybe do get more offers to be a co-host or to arbitrage or to even get to ownership? So excited to see you tomorrow for day five. All right, let's wrap it up on a good one. <laughs>